Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Redeemed Community Church Saturday morning broadcast. We're so grateful to God that we are redeemed. We've been bought with a price. And we thank God for the sacrifice of his only begotten son. His blood has made us whole. And we are forever grateful. Now, this is the Redeemed Community Church located at 6254 House Ferry Road in Mobile, Alabama. And this broadcast is sponsored by the Redeemed Community Church's Outreach Ministry. And we're just grateful to God that we're able to come to you by way of radio every Saturday morning. And just a few announcements before we get into the Word. We thank God um, that we're yet still here. And we praise God as we close out the summer uh, summer camp program that was held at Redeemed Christian Academy. Next Friday will be our last day. And we will have a field day for the children and parents and staff to enjoy on Friday as we celebrate the close of another miraculous summer camp. Uh, the kids will hopefully enjoy themselves. And then on that next day, on Saturday, July 30th, the Redeemed Community Church will have its picnic on the campus of Redeemed Community Church. We're inviting the communities to come and share with us and fellowship with us on next Saturday. And so we're looking forward to that opportunity as well. We thank God for our members that have been sick and uh, Inflicted by COVID, but they're recovering, and we just praise God for the healing that has been manifested in their bodies. Amen. We especially thank God for protecting Brother J.R. Barnes, who was in a car accident on last Saturday morning. But he's in good spirit. We were able to visit with him and pray with him. He was laughing. At that time, he could not talk because of the tube in his mouth, but God has since removed that, and we're just thankful that all is well. It could have been the other way, but God saw fit, as I shared with him. God saw fit to let you live on, not for your purpose, but for his purpose through your life. And so we pray that uh, Brother Borns will uh, have a closer walk with God, and he'll understand what God has called him to do. Many of us can relate to near-death experiences, and yet God said, not now. I have something for you to do. And so we just praise God for that, and we remind everybody that um, after-school program will be offered through Redeemed Christian Academy and the four-year-old program as well. So give us a call at 251-639-1900 and ask for Sister Brenda Patterson. We would love to have your children, your four-year-olds, or your 3.9-year-old, a part of our, our Christian Academy and after-school program through the elementary schools and middle schools that we pick up, Orchard Elementary, Clarkshaw, and, man, E.R. Dixon, E.R. Dixon Elementary School. So if, if you want your children to come to our after-school program from those three schools, by all means, give us a call, and we will certainly do that. We work with the kids for their homework, 
and we have a wholesome snack for them. They say to tide them over till they can get home and get a full meal. Now, the message of the day, the message of the hour. Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I'll look in again at verse number 11 as Moses gives instructions to God's people whom God has kept for 40 years. They're on their way to the promised land. And God says to Moses to say to the people, and I'm reading from the New King James Version this morning, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, that he might test you to do you good in the end. And then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroyed before you, so you shall perish, because you will not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Thus in the reading of God's word, may God bless the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. My brothers and sisters, every year we have what we call holidays. And each holiday is based on history. And oftentimes we take it as an opportunity to just have fun and just celebrate a day off the job. But every holiday has a period in which I call reflection time. You think about New Year's Day, we often start the year with New Year's resolutions. Then we get to Dr. King's day. That's not just a day off. Often you hear people say it's a day on. But it's also a day of reflection. We leave there and we move to Valentine's Day. We're supposed to 
give flowers and candy and have dinners to reflect on our love. Then we hurry along and we move to Easter, and that certainly is not just a holiday, but a holy day, a time of reflection for God's people, time of thanksgiving that he got up. But then we find ourselves looking at June, May, June, Mother's Day in May, Memorial Day, Father's Day, Juneteenth, Independence Day, Labor Day, Columbus Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, and then we close the year with Christmas. Most of these holidays have been around for ages now. Now we've added Juneteenth, but Juneteenth goes all the way back over 100 years ago. So the question becomes, as God's children, what type of reflection do we do with our relationship with God, our our walk, our talk, our fellowship? Do we reflect? God reminded his people not to forget him. Don't forget the bridge that brought you out of the house of bondage. Don't forget your redeemer. Don't forget the one that kept you for 40 years and your shoes didn't wear out, your clothes didn't wear out. It was I that provided for you. Manna, your your fathers didn't know. The water, I did. Don't get high and lifted and get in your fine houses and your herds double and triple in size. And all of a sudden, you say to yourself, it is I. That have done these things. The Bible says. God gives you. The strength. God gives us the strength. My brothers and sisters. To make a way for our family. To provide resources. Income for our family. It is God that does these things. And so it is so critical for us. To have a spirit of reflection. I know sometimes people say reflection, looking back, is not always good for you. But God wants us to always remember how he brought us out. So what does reflection look like for a child of God? I'm going to teach this morning from that word reflection. So first thing we must always do when we reflect is remember. We must remember God and how God brought us out, where we were when God found us, when we finally reached out to God and said, I surrender all. I can't do this anymore. I need thee. Remember. Then part of reflection, it reminds us of just how good God really is to us. Uh, Nothing like a gentle reminder every morning when you wake up. You reflect, God, you let me make it through yesterday, and and I'm reminded of your goodness day by day. And sometimes when you reflect, you also reminisce. Part of reminiscing sometimes bring up stuff that God didn't intend for us to bring up to hurt us, but to really celebrate. And those things that we reminisce that cause pain, we need to release and let go. But then as I reflect, I've learned to get excited. Why do you get excited 
when you reflect. Because when I look back, as God told his children, don't forget me. I get excited when I see what the Lord has done, what the Lord is doing. And I'm crazy enough to believe that God will continuously bless me and protect me and keep me. So I get excited. I get eager about the new day that's before me. And then I'm also eager to grow and learn each day. Part of reflection is also an opportunity for us to examine where we are on our journey. And sometimes when we examine, we may see that we We've relapsed, we've gone backwards with life, and, and we need a 180-degree turn to get back on the right path. So examination is also a major part of reflection. But also, my brothers and sisters, when we reflect and think on God and how good he's been, we, we should see forgiveness written all over our lives. Forgiveness. And yes, favor. That's falling upon you. Favor we didn't necessarily deserve, but God chose us. So we often hear people say favor ain't fair, but favor is just favor. So when you reflect, you should see favor. As a child of God, favor follows you. So that leads to a great celebration because you see favor. I got the job that I wasn't even qualified for. That's favor. I knew I was in trouble and I knew I did wrong, but God allowed me to escape from that penalty that was due. Favor. And then, yes, when we reflect, my brothers and sisters, we can't help but see love extended to us. See, when when God drew us to him, he said, with loving arms, with loving hands, the loving heart, he has drawn us to him. So you should see a level of love when you reflect over your life. And see, what I love about reflection, when we have Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I think about those that sacrifice so that we may have, we may occupy positions that they didn't have a chance of occupying where we live they didn't have a chance the schools we can attend see love often brings sacrifice with it so when you look back and you think about the days that are important to you such as Martin Luther King Jr. Day or Juneteenth how our forefathers uh, were set free in 1863 but those in Texas didn't know just the great celebration that comes with it. Let's not reflect with no level of growth with it. Level of appreciation that's tied with reflecting. When we, I, I love old songs of the church uh, such as I can see so much for what the Lord has done for me. Oh, he brought me a mighty, a mighty long way. And so I'm excited about my future because I know what my past was. I knew what my future was slated to be. But 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 I turned my life around. I gave my heart to Jesus. I gave my heart to God. And so I'm excited. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not excited about leaving tomorrow. But I know that day when I leave, you don't need to mourn for me. 
Don't weep for me. Don't cry because I'm excited. When I close my eyes, I, I breathe my last breath. I'm excited because I know I got a great future ahead. So reflections is powerful for us. We, learn, we remember. We get excited. We're eager. We see forgiveness. We see favor. We see love extended. And we get excited about our future. But then, brothers and sisters, as you reflect, you should also see compassion. You see, compassion was granted us when Christ sacrificed his life for us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so that's compassion. But then, not only do we have compassion, but we also see courage when we look back. When you think about where you are today, it took courage to move forward. In those moments of despair, it took courage to get up from your bed of affliction, your bed of sorrow, your bed of despair. And so reflection is critical for us as God's children. And then as we reflect, there should always be a level of thankfulness. We're thankful that God set us free. We're thankful that we're no longer in bondage. We're no longer slaves. We are free because of God's doing. And our forefathers, they had the courage to stand for righteousness. And so thankfulness also brings about what I call thoughtfulness. You see, when I'm thankful, I'm thoughtful enough to look back and see the many blessings bestowed upon me by the Lord. Thankfulness causes you to be thoughtful. When, when we skip thoughtfulness, we don't understand thankfulness. If I can't see what God has done, my thoughtfulness allows me to think over my life and, and, and see God. When I think, I can thank. If I'm thinking, I'm thanking. Because I know it was the Lord's doing. And then we learn to trust. Because of God, we trust and we believe. We trust God. We trust God's leadership. We trust God's guidance. And then my brothers and sisters, part of reflecting, probably my favorite part of reflecting is that I see just how insulated I was when I was not in my right mind, when I was out of control, living a life that would lead me straight to hell. I realized more each year just how much God had me insulated because God had a purpose that was bigger than the life I was living. So God insulated me when I didn't have enough sense, enough wisdom to, to do the things that are pleasing to God and not to my flesh. So insulation, all you have to do is look back 
Say, I should have been dead in that situation. It could have gone the other way in that situation. In those circumstances, the stack was against me. But I was insulated by God because God had a purpose for my life. And then even the word isolation. There were times when God just isolated us and, and we thought we were being punished. because We didn't get the call to show up for the event. We didn't get the invite to, to a certain party. And, and yet things happen tragically in some instances. We thank God for the isolation. At the time, it didn't feel so good. But we realized, God, you were keeping me. You were preserving me. You were protecting me. And I thank you, God, for the insulation and the isolation. We, all I do when I want to really praise God, I look at my life. I'll be 59 years old if God allows me to see September 23rd. And it's been a journey. And just like your journey, there have been detours along the way. And just like your journey, there have been heartache, there has been grief, and there has been pain. But somehow, my brothers and my sisters, when I add it all up, as the songwriter said, my good days have outweighed my bad. And so I won't complain as I reflect and I, and I do shoulda, woulda, coulda, and I beat myself up because life didn't quite turn out the way I planned it. But God had a greater plan. And so I praise God in my moments of reflection. And my brothers and sisters, we also can see how much we overcame. The things that we used to do, the things we used to say, the behavior, the dirty deeds, we overcame. Because God had a purpose for our lives. Listen, and I love this. My optics got better as I became wiser. What are you saying, Pastor? I could see clearly. I can see my ways. Uh, I, I, I understand my thoughts now. I understand my deeds. I understand how my flesh operates because I'm, I'm more attuned in the spirit. I, I can feel the flesh rising. I can feel the flesh thoughts permeating my mind. And now I know how to respond to the flesh. I don't react to the flesh. I respond to it. And when you give that flesh a good whipping in the spirit, i.e. through the word of God, it calms down. So the optics that have come down through the years have given me 2020 vision about life. So your optics improve, my brothers and sisters, when you get in the word and you start studying the word and you see the wisdom that's there in God's word. And then lastly, my brothers and sisters, reflection also allows you to see how the naysayers were hushed. There are so many people that doubted you. So many people didn't think anything good could come out of Roger Williams' projects. Out of the bottom. Out of Trinity Gardens. Orange Grove. Happy Hill. These are places in Mobile where they wrote us off. Those naysayers were duped when they saw the 
finished product. See, we went through a lot to get to where we are. But we realize God hushed the naysayers. God moved the naysayers out the way. He paid the path so that we didn't have to live by the options that they had for us. The headlines that they had written for us. God allowed the naysayers to see us on the other side. To see how blessed we are. To see how kept we have been down through the years. Folks make comments to you that say, wow, I can't believe this. Well, that's because you didn't see anything good. But my optics, my God saw that I can use this child. I can use this man, this woman, this boy, this girl. And we know and we can conclude beyond a shadow of doubt that it was the Lord's doing. Nobody but God. And so God gives great instructions in Deuteronomy. He goes on in chapter 9. He says, Here, O Israel, continuously giving instructions. You are to cross over the Jordan today and go in to dispossess nations greater and mightier than yourself. Cities great and fortified up to heaven. People great and tall, the descendants of the Anakim, whom you know and of whom you Heard it said, who can stand before the descendants of Anak? But God, but God, he said, do not think in your heart. After the Lord, your God has cast him out before you, saying, because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out from before you. Brothers and sisters, the path has been made. God's kept us. He says in 9 verse 7 in Deuteronomy, remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place. You have been rebellious against the Lord. And so we know there have been times where we were rebellious. But as we reflect we want to also remember, never forget what the Lord did for you, how the Lord brought you out, how the Lord delivered you. That's a great celebration that should take place annually. If you remember the day you were saved or the year and you reflect when that time comes around, I know I got uh, baptized in May of 1981. And so I, I get excited because that was my entry point to salvation. Why do you say entry point, Pastor? I'm happy you asked that question. Because I wasn't totally sure of the process. I knew I needed to be baptized. But my growth didn't really start until I fell in some valleys along the way. I've had some heartache along the way. I made some bad choices along the way. And, and then... I began to understand this journey I was on. See, you take your eyes off God. When we do that, we lose focus. The enemy comes in like a flood. And the enemy is still trying to detour you to get off the path. But if you remember, and if you reflect, you'll never, never leave the path. You may stray. 
But by God, we declare that we won't stay because God has brought us. So reflection is a powerful mechanism for a child of God because it allows us to remain grounded, steadfast, and unmovable because we have resources and we have reminders that are powerful that speaks to who we are today and we never ever want to forget who we are and the result of who we have become is a direct result of who he is in our lives. Oh, God has kept us. Reflect as often as you can. The more you reflect, the more you praise our Heavenly Father. It's been the Redeemed Community Church, Mobile, Alabama, 6254 House Ferry Road. We pray you have a blessed Saturday and, and have some time on Sunday to praise God the Father and God the Son. And remember to always reflect, and when you reflect, Remember the God that's kept us and brought us all the way. Be blessed until next Saturday. God bless you.